Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is a special presentation for the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Here's Rick Uccino on the Believe Podcast Network. What is going on, everybody? Rick Uccino here, WrestleMania NXT Stand and Deliver Press Junket here on day two. You know, my guest at this time, former North American champion, the A champ, the man who don't miss. Carmelo Hayes, <laughs> him, I forgot him, damn it, I usually pride myself on nip, start, we'll, we'll do it again, no. if I can mispronounce Isla Dawn's name and she tell me to kiss, keep pushing forward, I can push through, I can push through that, absolute sweetheart she is, um, but uh, yeah, I want to do a little uh, get to know your NXT superstar here, now you were born and raised in Worcester, Mass, what is the best thing about growing up in Worcester, Mass? The DCU Center, I mean, Mass is great, man, because you think it's so much history to it. But it's crazy. Until I lived in Orlando, I was like, why did I ever live in the cold with the snow? I'll never move back. Sorry, you know, people from home probably thinking like, yeah, say something nice. Nah, I'll never. <laughs> He'll turn complete. He'll turn. I will never move back to the cold. But uh, nah, it was great, man. I mean, you know, it was just a, if you think about Northeast and stuff like that, I mean, the city of champions in a lot of ways. So, I mean, we've always had great uh, teams. You know what I mean? We have the Celtics. We got the Patriots. We have the Red Sox. Um, so, like, growing up as a sports fan, like, it's just been, it's been an amazing uh, experience to be in that, you know, New England area. Now, I don't know if you guys watching this know this, but you're quite the athlete yourself. Yeah. Obviously, you have been in the, you know, dating back in the Indies for a long time. But growing up, you had to be a huge, you know, sports guy, multi-sport guy. Which one was your best one growing up? Baseball. I was really good at baseball. Because, yeah, I remember I was, I'm just fast. I'm smaller, but I'm fast. Um, I wasn't like a really, you know, great hitter, but I'd get on base and I'd steal. You know what I mean? I was one of those type of guys. And I played good outfield. I played good infield. You know, I was a shortstop, so I had a good arm. Um, and then I also did amateur wrestling, so I did a lot of amateur wrestling as a young kid because uh, I wanted to do WWE. Funny story, uh, I was me and my buddies used to wrestle in the backyard, and I had to be like eight or nine at the time. And uh, the head wrestling coach lived down the street from me. He saw us wrestling in the backyard and said, oh, you guys are going to get hurt. He said, come to the high school and we'll train you how to amateur wrestle for free. And he trained us how to amateur wrestle at nine years old. So I learned how to amateur wrestle at nine years old. So I ended up competing uh, 9, 10, 11 in tournaments. I was like not even 80 pounds uh, winning trophies. Uh, so we're in Massachusetts. So we were one of like the first junior amateur wrestling, you know, you know, at that age in Massachusetts. That is insane. You mean to tell me in all the years that me and my buddy beat the hell out of each other mm -hmm. on a trampoline, somebody could have spotted us somebody and say, hey, don't kill yourselves? Yeah, it was crazy. We were doing all that type of stuff, too. We wanted to do the chairs. We wanted to do. So it's like there were little kids. And he's like, whoa, what the heck are you guys doing? It's like, come learn how to do it the right way. Well, in all fairness, though, something like that did happen to me only later in life. Because uh, when I first got into the, you know, covering yeah. pro wrestling, yeah. I'm from Cincinnati area. Cool. So is Jimmy Wang Yang. Yeah, I interviewed him one time. Yeah, I interviewed him one time. And he calls me up and he goes, hey, so I like you, but you don't know shit about wrestling. Come to my gym and dude, train me for free for a year. Oh, so see, I like talking with people who know because, like, it's a different respect because you, you, you understand what we put our bodies through. Absolutely, 100%, because the reason why I'm not wrestling on the indies right now is I fucked up my back. No, that's, that's why I'm hurt, so I can't do it anymore. Which is why, man, you see the risk. Like, it is not easy. Like, so they make it, you know, some guys like us, we make it look easy, but it is so not easy, bro. 
Dude, I couldn't even get the mental aspect of it. Like, yeah. just actually getting in the ring and oh, the, right. your, your footwork, and then also you got to play to the crowd. And if there's a camera involved, and oh, yeah, don't hurt. What, what move comes next? Because I never got to the point where I could, like, call a match on the fly. I had to plan it out step Dude. by step. Selling was like the one thing I excelled at because hey. I got I got a drama background. Hey. So uh, the one time I got clothesline in practice, everybody thought I died. I'm just like, no, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, there's a lot to it. There's man. a lot to it. Shawn Michaels always talked about like at the circus is a guy that spins plates and he says, okay, you learn the moves, boom, boom, boom. Okay, now you work the cameras, boom, boom, boom. Okay, now you're selling, boom, boom, boom. So like you're literally spinning all these different plates, trying to like this. That's what we do, and it's like. You know, some people can go two at a time, some people can go three, some people can have ten, the better you are, you know? Right. Now, I'm glad you brought up Shawn Michaels, right? Because he, uh, he did his NXT Senate Deliver press conference this week, yeah. and he kind of answered my question with, with an interesting comment. Is like, he always knows how good of a job that he has done once talent moves on, and eventually they'll do a podcast, and they'll be asked about Shawn Michaels, and they're like, if they say positive things about me, I did my job right. If they say negative things about me, well, then I screwed up somewhere along the line. I think you're close enough to graduation. You know, what, working with Shawn Michaels over the last few years, man, what has he meant to you? I mean, he saw it in me before anybody. And it's wild because I had wrestled in front of him. Um, I hadn't even met him at that point. We had done like an uh, in-house type of show. And I remember the very first time I wrestled in front of him, you know, he, he kind of said like, yeah, this kid is something. Uh, and then it was his idea to get me in front of Hunter. And I remember he told me that story afterwards, like, I just wanted to get you in front of Hunter. Like, I just wanted to, him to see you. And that's when they ended up putting me in the match with Kushida uh, for the Cruiserweight title, which ended up being my debut. So he's always believed in me from day one. And I know I can be a pain in the ass. And he respects that, I think, because, you know, he at one point was a pain in the ass. And I don't do it in a bad way, but I'm so freaking passionate, bro, about what I do and what I want to do. And I just want to do things different. And, uh, and he knows that. And, uh, and I'm very, very vocal about whatever it is. So and I think that's why him and I have a close bond, because he's like, man, I can't blame you. But like, I know what I'm talking about. Trust me. But I understand where you're coming from. So that's our relationship. And he's been nothing but great to me. I didn't know they let fans into these things. I thought they got professionals to do the interviews, but like, congrats, man. That's exciting for you. Do you this, this is big. This is big for me. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is a big moment for me. Hey, it is. It's a big moment for me, too. Awesome. Very good. Very, very good. So, uh, man, I, I am a fan of your work, to, in all seriousness. Uh, you have some of the more innovative offensive maneuvers that I've seen in, in WWE in the last few years, uh, including, the, you know, the Rolling Thunder stunner. You know, how much work goes into... Because these moves are moves that we've seen before, but you're, you get into them in such an innovative way. How much work have you put into creating this arsenal that you have here? Well, I think that's, that's a big part of what I do is I don't want to be like anyone else. And I think a lot of times you see people come in and they, they do the same moves. You know, in wrestling, there's only so many moves. So yeah. my mindset was always, I don't want to be anyone else. You know, with my moves, my entrance, anything. So, you know, some of the moves I do are quite famous. Like I do do a stunner. I do do an unpretty. I do do an elbow drop, but I right. do it my way. There's no way that you can look at what I do and go, oh, he's just like Austin. Just don't call one wrong through the ropes like that. Like, come on, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. Same with like the unprettier. Like, no one is doing those type of things. So for me, everything I do is put into making sure that Grayson Waller is an individual. And when you see me, you don't compare me to anyone else. Now, you came out of South Wales where, if the internet is correct, you were a history teacher at one point. How do you go from being a history teacher to jumping through ladders for a living? New South Wales. You were close. Okay. South Wales would go on UK. New South Wales, Australia. Very similar. Um, you know, my... My life is wild. Like when people find out I'm a teacher, was a teacher, I don't think they really believe that. You know, that's like a different side of me. But uh, with Australian wrestling at the time, it's not a full-time job. You know, you're doing it for the love of it. You're doing it to try and get eyes on you, that type of thing. So 
I was a weekend warrior for a long time, but you've got to pay the bills at the end of the day. And uh, Big history fan, surprisingly. Um, so that was just something I really enjoyed doing, working with the kids and things like that. But uh, that part of my life is behind me now, lad. And, you know, now, now I'm jumping through ladders and all that type of stuff. So, now, Do you have any of like, your former students that have reached out to you uh, now that they've seen you on television? I've had a few, all supportive too, you know, especially with like teenage kids, you know, they're wild. They say some wild things type of thing, but they've always been super supportive and that, and that type of thing. So it's cool having them support me on the, on the way back there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.